Hey there, it's your career insider, Cindy Thomas. Welcome to season three of the Insider's Career Club podcast. We help our clients get the careers they deserve by helping them plan and grow their careers, manage career transitions, or plan a job search strategy. Longtime listeners know me as an in-house talent acquisition professional who's interviewed thousands of candidates and worked with hiring managers to fill positions in my career spanning over 25 years. Want a better career? Get some career coaching. Start today and sign up on our website for a free 20-minute coaching session. Now, when you listen regularly, you'll hear industry professionals share the scoop on their careers. We also have some free career resources on our site too. If you've been passed over for a promotion or a raise, or you're frustrated because you're interviewing but not getting the job offer, then sign up for one-on-one career coaching. You can get the career you deserve. Up next is a great podcast. Stay tuned. Anna Runyon found a classy career girl in 2010. But prior to that, she worked for Booz Allen Hamilton, managing a team and an annual budget for the U.S. Navy of $75 million. She was a certified adjunct instructor at Booz Allen and a professor of management at DeVry University. She has an MBA from the University of California, San Diego. Her website was selected as one of the top 100 websites for women by Forbes, as well as one of their 35 most influential career sites. She's been featured on Fox, Wall Street Journal, and People's Style Watch magazine. She helps millions of women design and launch their dream careers, businesses, and lives through her website, online courses, and social media channels. Let's welcome her in. Anna, I want to welcome you into the Insights Career Club podcast. How are you today? Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you as well. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Would you share a little bit about where you grew up and about your family? Yeah, definitely. So I grew up in Minnesota. I spent 18 years in Minnesota and I have a brother who's a few years younger than me. My dad, he is a day trader. And so he worked from home. And so I think he inspired me to also want to work from home and to be around because he was always around working. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing in his office, but he was he was there. And as a kid, I think I just, I always knew that. And so I now have three kids and I work from home as well. And so it's an example of something that I wanted to do with my life. You did have that inspiration. It, it sunk in there, whether you knew it or not. I enjoy the working from home option too. When I was working for other companies as a consultant, I enjoyed it when I could work from home. And in the latter years, of working, I spent most of my time working from home. So it's just what I prefer as well. So I get it. Not everybody does though. They like being in the office on site. I have friends that would prefer that. Yeah. Take a few minutes to walk us through your career path before you decided to start your own business. So I graduated from college and I went into finance because I was good at it, but I actually didn't really enjoy it. But I didn't realize that till about eight years later. I worked for a corporate consulting company called Booz Allen Hamilton. We did consulting mm-hmm. for the military. 
you know, there were times where I really enjoyed what I was doing. And then there were times where I just felt extremely stuck. I knew I wasn't in the right career fit for me. And Mm -hmm. I started to do some training and teaching and I was teaching other people about finance. I hated the finance part and the numbers part and the pivot to Excel and all that stuff. I enjoyed teaching people about it. And so that was the first time where I, I started to clue in on like the things that I really enjoyed at work. Mm-hmm. And so I realized like there was part of this time where I was being a volunteer on the training team of my company. And I was also an adjunct professor teaching people how to navigate their career at the company. So all these things I was like picking up on the side, volunteer opportunities. I wasn't getting paid for them. My main part of my job, the finance part was not what I enjoyed. And so I knew I needed to make some kind of transition. I was mm-hmm. also working really long hours. I was traveling once a month from Monday through Friday. I was going from San Diego to Charleston. And it was fun and exciting at first to travel and stay in a hotel and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. But I just knew I wanted to be a mom someday. And I just knew that that wasn't going to fit the life that I wanted as a working mom. So I knew I needed to make a change. And that's where the blog started because Mm -hmm. I, I had this creative side that was not coming out in my day job in my finance world. And I needed to write. I needed to like start impacting others and helping others and seeing what else is out there online. And that was in 2010 when I started my blog. And it was called Classy Career Girl. It's still called Classy Career Girl today. That's where it started. And just through that process of like nights and weekends, and this was before kids when I actually had nights and weekends, and just started to pursue that. That was like my passion I was doing in my spare time. Eventually, I started doing more informational interviews and and networking with other entrepreneurs. And I'll never forget one entrepreneur I was doing an informational interview with. He gave me the advice that I should start an email list and that I could turn this blog into revenue in my job. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, I could do that. <laughs> and he believed in me. And, and that was a turning point because I, I realized like I could do this for my full-time career. Other people are doing this. Mm-hmm. for their full-time careers. And so it wasn't overnight, but eventually I made that goal and that decision of where I wanted to be. Right. Well, thank you for that. There are a couple of things in there I want to I want to bring out because one, someone believed in you. So it's really good to have a mentor or um, someone that you can talk to about your career because it really helps take you a long way. And then the advice that he gave you start an email list and everything kind of cascaded from there because the email list is gold. You were able to be in contact with the people that were reading your blog, which makes a difference when you get that input, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I was building up that audience of people. I wasn't selling anything then. I was just building the audience, but not really realizing I was (laughs) at that time. When he told you to build that email list, he kind of knew where you could take it, even though you didn't at the time, possibly. So Exactly, um, exactly. (laughs) It's just great to have those angels along the way that help us, right? Yes. Talk about how you made that transition 
into starting your own business and what made you decide to start the business? Talk so to at that it. point, it was a side hustle. So I was doing it on the side. I was running online courses and I was doing career coaching on my evenings. And so that's how I started to do it on the side and then mm-hmm. had that goal of, of, I mean, I was not earning enough to quit my day job. That's for sure. And so mm-hmm. I remember just talking to my husband and we talked about like what I would need to make to be able to quit my day job and kind of made that my new goal. We were trying to have a family at that point in time too. And I was struggling to get pregnant. So I put everything into Classy Career Girl. I was like, okay, if I'm not meant to be a mom right now, I'm going to like pursue with my heart this blog and turn this blog into a business because it's not Mm. my time to be a mom. So I'm going to put everything into this business. And I really did. I went all in then. I was like, I pushed the motherhood dreams aside and just went all in on, on the business. And then of course, we all know what happens when you do that, right? You, you, you get pregnant and, and it all works out. So I had actually planned to quit my job at the end of the year. This was in 2013. We made a plan. I had everything was all set. I was going to quit my job at the end of 2013. And then I found out I was pregnant in September of that mm-hmm. year. And so we mm-hmm. just kind of delayed it a little bit because then I got sick and morning sickness and didn't quite <laughs> reach my goals at that time. We just delayed it. So I made the plan after maternity leave when my first daughter was born mm-hmm. in 2014. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't in a rush because I was getting that, you know, the paycheck. I was building mm-hmm. the audience up on the side. And I knew the second I quit that job, I mean, I wasn't going back that was going to be it. And so I did really want to be prepared. I wanted to be ready. That's what I did. I, I scheduled a bunch of emails and posts for when I was going to be on maternity leave. So the business was running. When I went on maternity leave, I had social media posts going, I had emails going. And so six weeks then after my daughter was born, that's when I called up HR. And I said, you know, this is I'm going to pursue my own path. I'm going to go with my business. And she was super excited for me. I'll never forget the HR person was like totally inspired and thought it was so cool what I was doing. And that was not what I expected to have on that conversation that I was dreading. Mm-hmm. But it made me realize there was a, there's a lot of people that want to do this. And I was brave to do this and to risk it and to put it out there. And hopefully still today, like I'm inspiring someone to go after their goals and their dreams. And what's the worst that can happen? You know, I have to go Mm -hmm. find another job. I did want to comment on the way that you did it. Just from what I heard, you know, before you did that, you planned, right? You were doing the other business. You were planning along, knowing you had a plan of where you wanted to go. But you also figured out, and this is something that I don't think a lot of people do, is they don't figure out the finance. I mean, and even, you know, when I was interviewing people, trying to get them into the company, I could see when someone hadn't planned and figured out what they needed to make in a job. What do you need? And they couldn't answer it. Lucky for you, even though you didn't enjoy it, you had a career based in finance and you understand the ins and outs. And so that really helped you figure out what you needed. Then you could go for that goal. I think finance people are very logical. You know, they're very analytical in their thinking. And so you had a very logical plan and start, which is not something that everyone does. Did you always plan to focus in on helping women, even in your blog? And carried that over or was that a separate decision once you decided to take the business further? 
helping women has always been my passion. And another big passion is helping young girls too. I mean, before I even started my business and blog, I was, I worked with the big sister league and I was a big sister. Mm. I've always had that passion for helping younger girls. And so for my career, it kind of was very natural helping women because I worked Mm -hmm. in a male dominated field. And so I was often the only woman there. And so I was really passionate about helping other women and, you know, helping them with like the things I learned in that job that I wish mm-hmm. that I would have known that no one ever told me salary mm-hmm. negotiation, finding out this guy was doing the same job for more than me, you know, like things just like bothered me that I wanted to share mm-hmm. with other women so they wouldn't make my mistakes and they could just, you know, have have, a, have better opportunities and and know things so that they could ask for more like that kind of stuff. But I did have some male clients in the beginning. And you know, you have to be passionate about helping people with a problem. And I, I'm just way more passionate about helping women for sure. So yeah, it's always that's our focus for sure. And now it's helping moms too, right? Because now I have a lot of experience with three kids and you know, I've been doing this as a mom for eight years now. My old, my young, my oldest just turned eight. So I have a lot of years of balancing it and figuring out how to still pursue your career as a mom too. So I love adding that in too. Wonderful. Now, what would you say, Anna, when you're thinking about it, are some of the key skills that you, that you need to be successful in running your own business? The one thing I teach that's really important is just planning ahead and creating that plan, knowing your vision, knowing where you're going. So I think it's really important to get into that routine of, of looking ahead when you are an entrepreneur, when you're a business owner. It doesn't have to be like five years into the future, but just, you know, the next 90 days. If you can start mm-hmm. to kind of build in that routine of like creating a quarterly plan, a routine every week, even of just kind of like looking back at the last week and then looking ahead at the next week. So just kind of getting ahead mm-hmm. rather than feeling like you're always behind. And yeah. that happens when you start saying yes to things and you start booking up your calendar. And as you start to grow your business, you get more opportunities. And if I said yes to everything in my inbox, I wouldn't be able to support my customers and my clients and create things and do interviews like this if I was Mm -hmm. saying yes to everything. And so helping one person every day. And if you just like focus on serving and helping, your business is going to grow too. Okay. All right. You've managed to transition into a new career. What makes the career fulfilling for you and the right fit for you now? Everything I do every day is different. And every 90 days is different even because I kind of change my goals and my plan. And we, Mm -hmm. you know, I love that there's a challenge in my job. And back in my prior career, I felt like I wasn't always like super challenged. Mm. And so I love having to be innovative and creating strategy and like coming up with ideas and then actually implementing those ideas. So that's something I do every morning is I just have like quiet time, ideally before my kids wake up. I just write down my ideas, following through with those ideas. Like that's how you're going to grow a business as well as following through with those, those best mm-hmm. ideas. And so I, I love that part. I love that it's always changing. I love that I get to create change. Um, but then as far as just most fulfilling, it's working with my clients. It's seeing mm-hmm. the impact that what I do has and it's creating mm-hmm. content. I'm a content creator at heart. I love, I mean, I started as a blogger. And so I love teaching. So I love doing trainings inside of my membership, started a career coach certification program. So I love teaching people what I've done and seeing that help people, you know, like seeing people get their first client is like, 
that's the, that's I'm done. That's the fulfillment part. I could be, I'll be happy every day if, you know, it helps one person. <laughs> I went to school to be a teacher. So I taught for several years before I actually quote, got into the corporate business side of things. I'm seeing the impact that you have directly on someone is very rewarding. But I also, as a recruiter, I could still see the direct um, product of my work, which is one of the things that I enjoy too. So I would say if someone's considering a career, think about what it is that you like, because there's nothing wrong with a career in finance or accounting. It's just not right for everyone. It's just too static. You know, you're not learning the things that I would learn in my job. So, and like you are learning now and like I'm learning as well. So, you know, you really need to think about what makes your heart sing and see what career lines up with that. Definitely. Do you have any secrets for making a plan to quit your day job and transition into a career that you love? I think one thing is knowing when you work best. So a lot of people, they're really good in the morning. And so a lot of people are really good in the evenings. And so when you're transitioning from employee to entrepreneur, the first thing is like figuring out when your best time is because we want to spend that best time. For me, it's mornings doing the, that like revenue producing work where that work mm-hmm. that's actually going to move your business forward. That's actually going to bring in more sales. So your business can keep growing and you can get mm-hmm. new clients. And so a lot of times what people do is they use that best time to like go on social media or check email or do their books or like something that's not like the, the very best use of their time. And so for mm-hmm. me, it's that creative time. Mm-hmm. Um, is when I'm at my best. And lately it's actually been like, after I work out for some reason, I'm like, I have the most ideas. I'm the most creative. And so I've been trying to put that creative time right after I work out because the ideas are like flowing for some reason lately. That's, that's when I've been getting my ideas. And so I think it's so important because when you're in that cubicle life and the day job, you, you're, you're taught to work from, from nine to five, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever your hours are that you, you sit and you work. And so as an entrepreneur, you don't have to work from nine to five and sit your butt in a chair. And you can be flexible and you can can add things that you really enjoy to your schedule to give you more inspiration and motivation as well. And you don't have to work nine hours a day either. Giving yourself shorter deadlines and shorter timeframes can actually make you more efficient and productive. And so that's one thing that I'm always doing because now I have way less time than when I started my business. I'm giving myself these challenges to work only 20 hours a week and finding that I'm actually more efficient and more productive the last time I work because I'm more scheduled. I'm more, you know, I know I have limited time. I'm more focused. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for because (laughs) I know the most important tasks that I can be doing. And so, you know, I'm doing interviews like this rather than post looking on social media, right? Like I Mm -hmm. have that small chunk of time and I have to make it count. (laughs) I have to do the best I can with the small amount of time I have. So yeah, it makes you more focused when you have less time. You know, if you don't have a deadline, it's it's not like you don't want to do it, but you know, it's like, oh, I can put it off. I can put it off. I can do that tomorrow. But when you know you've got to produce it because you've got to get this up so that other people can listen to it, you have to have a deadline. Otherwise you'll not get things done. Let's talk a little bit about how you've been able to find a work-life balance with your family, as well as have a a balanced relationship with your spouse? I think they're my why. My family is my why, why mm-hmm. I do everything. And so 
I think that's the most important thing to know is there's times when it's when I'm working harder than other times. And then there's times where I take time off. I mean, next week, I'll be going on vacation for a couple weeks. And I won't be working as much. And so my kids know that too, right? Like if there are times where I'm working more, they know that there's going to be a time where I'm just like completely off and I'm not available. available. When they have school off too, so we can go have fun and we can do fun things as well. And so I think that's important is is knowing your why, knowing that's going to help you through those challenging, tough times as well. And they're why I'm doing this because this business, I mean, it supports our family. And so my husband, I I actually work with my husband. So he is the operations manager. So he and does a lot of the marketing stuff and handles our whole email system and advertising Mm -hmm. and everything. So that's been interesting as well. We were married quite a few years before he dove into Classy Kurgle. So we had kind of a really good foundation and then Mm -hmm. started then really growing the business together has been super fun. It's been super challenging as well. But I will say like when we hit goals, we get to hit goals together. And when we make goals, we make goals together and we have to work together in order to achieve the results that we want for our family. There's a lot of juggling. There's a lot of communication. It's key in in this family. Just before this podcast interview, I was like, okay, you got to take the baby because if she's crying, that's not going to be good, right? For this interview. <laughs> My so, daughter's downstairs, yes. <laughs> yeah, Cindy has said, we, it's got to be quiet, right? And so just, mm-hmm. we're always communicating. We're supporting each other, helping each other out. But he knows the bigger mission. We're both focusing on that. And so it's like, no problem. We'll take the baby. You know, he's, he's, he's mm-hmm. going for a walk with her. And yeah, then we, we have that flexible schedule as well. So if we need to take a day off to, you know, be at our daughter's school for an important event, we, we both go together. So that's cool too. We're definitely weird when it comes to school events. Most uh-huh. parents are working, but because we have that flexible schedule, we can make it work for, for our family too. So, you know, that's why I quit my job is because I wanted to have that happy working mama life with the freedom mm-hmm. and flexibility. And then that's why my husband quit his job because he, he wanted it too. <laughs> A lot of people are in business and it doesn't work out. You know, they're in business together and it doesn't work out. There's all kinds of dynamics that can go on, right? My husband had a business and I ended up helping him with it. And it was not an easy, easy thing because I was more organized than he was, unfortunately. (laughs) So he didn't like it when I was, you know, trying to push him to do things. So you really have to find a balance. That happens here too. It's all good. (laughs) Yeah. And you have to know that, but it's nice too, that you have a common goal, you know, and you're working on it together. That's really nice. I think what can happen when you do start a business and your, your mate or your partner or your spouse is not involved in it, they don't understand exactly all of your stressors and what it takes for you to run a business. So it's really nice that you're both working in it and making it successful. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice actually for listeners if they are looking to turn their side hustle into a profitable business? What are some of the red flags that they can watch out for or should watch out for? Yeah, the, one of the big things is starting a business that you think will be good without actually talking to other people and identifying the problem that your business actually solves. That's one of the biggest things that I see. And I've made that mistake as well, 
where, you know, you think of a really cool idea, but you don't do the market research. And so I'm a big proponent and I've done a lot of market research. I still do market research of talking to my ideal clients and asking them questions and figuring out what their challenges are, what their frustrations are, and then what their ultimate goals and their dreams are. Because that's going to help me create a product that's going to solve their problem. And the more I create products that solve people's problems, that's how my business grows. And so there are years like I was like last year is a great example. I was pregnant nine months out of last year from April and she was born in December and I didn't create anything new. Like, you know, I didn't, I didn't have that brain power to, I was creating a child, right? I wasn't creating a product. And so our our business didn't grow as much because I was growing a baby and I wasn't creating new products. And then this year, you know, every month, okay, my brain's back. We're creating new things. We're solving problems. Everything is solving problems. And that's how your business grows. And you can keep it as simple as that figuring out what that, what that problem is. And cause you think it's going to be a cool business mm-hmm. or you think, you think it really is needed. You don't want to solve start a business based off that. You want to have real market research, whether it's talking to your ideal clients, doing mm-hmm. interviews or doing surveys or looking at Facebook groups or looking at forums. There's so many ways to discover what those words are that your ideal clients are saying. Okay, great. Thank you. What's your advice for putting dreams and goals that you have, that anyone may have that they're listening to this podcast, into an organized plan so that they can change their life? The first step is really figuring out what your vision is and really figuring out like what does your life look like when those goals are complete? You have to believe that you're going to reach that vision. Like we can talk about goals and plans and quarterly Mm -hmm. goals and all all day long and what you should do this week. But if you don't actually believe that you can actually reach that goal and accomplish that goal and you're going to reach that vision, whether it's like five to 10 years from now, but that's the first part. We have to know where we're going and we have to believe that it's going to happen no matter what. We're going to get to that part. There might be some stumbling blocks. There might be pivots. You know, none of us would have expected a pandemic along our way to reach our goals. And so you never know what's going to come. But if we just stay focused on what that vision is and where we're going long term, we're going to eventually get there. And then the second part is every year. Actually, we do this every quarter inside of my membership site where we create an annual plan. But I like to update it every quarter rather than just January of every year. I like to go back to that plan and review it. And on that plan, there's we write down three goals that we want to accomplish over the next year. And we make sure that you know they're specific, we make sure that they're going to line up with our vision of where we want to go. And then we take that and we just break it into four quarters of the year. And by doing that, we can start to visualize over this next year, when am I going to focus on what? So say I want to write a book, you know, that's maybe going to be later on in the year. So I can put that in Q3. But it's really important that I, I get some cash flowing into my business right now because I'm just coming off a trip or something. Maybe you need cash. And so the first quarter of the year is going to be all about cash. Um, maybe you're going to do some one-on-one coaching because that's how you can bring in the most cash. Mm-hmm. Um, so each kind of quarter has kind of like a theme of what you're going to focus on that quarter. That's planning. I mean, if you do those three things, you're going to be set. You're going to have a lot of clarity for where you need to go over the next year. Great. Thank you. Would you share with the listeners about your roles 
as a business coach and the resources and classes, you have to help them. Yeah, definitely. So I have a success path inside of my membership. It's called Corporate Rescue Plan. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's basically a path that you can take to go from employee to entrepreneur. And I can kind of walk you through some of those things in that path in the very beginning. um, If there's anyone here that wants to start a business, like we talked about really identifying like what are those things in your day that you love doing that you would do no matter if you got paid for it or not, right? Like that you can do for hours and hours and not get bored. We want to start to like identify like what that ideal business is for you. Same thing for career coaching. What is that ideal career for you? And we were talking about mistakes before. Like one of the biggest mistakes as well is trying to create a business just like someone else has. You know, someone who's been doing this for years and years and you look at their business and you're like, I want a business just like that. I want a social media profile just like that. And what we don't realize is our personality is a little bit different. Our experience is different. Mm-hmm. And we try and start to create that business, but it just doesn't match up with with who we are. And it feels yeah. kind of yucky. And so one of the things we do in, inside of my membership is just really make sure you're starting the ideal business for you. And when you do that and you create a plan for that, you're going to have way more success. So we kind of walk people through a process of creating their business plan, creating their social media plan, doing their market research, doing their branding, setting up their website, their social media, all that stuff, and then launching, which is super exciting to be able to get out there. When you have your plans, it's so much easier. You get out there, you start selling, and you start to build confidence. And I think that's most importantly what it's all about is developing like that belief in yourself that your product really does help people. And once you start to see those testimonials and those social proof coming through, um, as you go through this, the success path, then you realize like this works and I got to get it out to more people. And then selling becomes easier because Mm -hmm. your product works and is making a difference. And you have the proof that it works, right? Exactly. Exactly. And then you can't stop talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm a big fan of quarterly planning, but then also business planning as well. And having a plan, one page plan, it does not have to be like a 50 page business plan or anything like that. Um, But when you do have a business plan, and we have a business planning course as well, that's when you have that clarity and you know what you need to do. And it just makes that limited time you have, you're way more focused. Like we were talking about before too, you're focused when you have a plan. Wonderful. Well, Anna, I have been enjoying our conversation very much. And I'm pretty sure the listeners will too. And I want to thank you for taking that time, scheduling this into your busy schedule so that we can have this conversation and be able to share it with others. Of course, this was a ton of fun. I'm so glad we got to do this. (laughs) Me too. Thank you, Anna. I appreciate it so much. Thanks for joining us. Your support's a blessing. And if you enjoyed the podcast, Give us a positive rating. It helps our podcast ranking on the major listing sites like Apple or Google. Our podcasts are released every two weeks on the first and third Wednesdays. We need you. Keep listening and share these career-changing podcasts with your network of friends and co-workers and family. They can also listen on our website as well, www.insightscareerclub.com. If you're frustrated because you didn't get a promotion, you didn't get a raise, or you're interviewing and you're not getting job offers, we can help you get the career you deserve. Sign up for Career Coaching Help with Cindy today. 
Now, before you go, let's speak victory over your life. Your future is bright. Good breaks are looking for you and new doors are about to open. Believe it. Until next time, take care.